You're also using those opportunities to learn more about their pain point and what's important to the different teams so that when you are rolling out these type of these type of pol new policies and new process to help the company scale, you have that trust and relationship and they know that, hey, they, they just set up the stage for better collaborations as a company grows and scales. In my second conversation with Chloe Poon, finance and RevOps leader at Takeometrics, a leading retail optimization platform, we cover how to introduce new finance and SaaS buying processes to your team through change management, along with Chloe's approach to long and short-term planning post-COVID-19. And when you do come up with a new process for something, so let's say it's buying new software, if a team comes to you, how do you share process with stakeholders and on the change management aspect, how do you make sure everyone's following that and, you know, reminding them this is how you do it. And when they're not following the process, get them back on track. How does that work? Documentation. <laughs> and documentation is yeah. so important, especially when a company is scaling and growing very fast because at the end of the day you're wasting time if you always have to go back and individually tell someone hey this is the process follow this like this is how you do it if you have really good documentation you're able to just do the training once or even just have new hires be able to go through like hey here's a file where we can find all of our policy if you want to do something they should be able to find exactly like what to do as next steps. And it should be simple, clear, um, and they only need to go to you if there's actual like exceptions that need to be made. Uh, like for, for example, we, our company actually didn't have any vendor policy. It was more like, if you want to buy something, email someone in finance mm -hmm. and have them give you a credit card um, or, uh, or sign, sign the contract. And right now we're, we're launching a more, uh, more standardized policy, vendor policy so that we're also not only able to make sure we're spending efficiently, not duplicating tools, making sure that there has been the right level of improvement been, been made. Uh, and then also, right, not only are we at that point by having a clear vendor policy, you're not only you're not only helping to control the cost, but on the other side, when you're starting to report out on expenses, you're able to do that by department without, again, going back and then looking back at, okay, who requested for this vendor expense and then allocating it to the right department. So I think that's where it comes back to having a standardized process all the way from internal stakeholder facing to internally, how is that information flowing through the system so that at the end, we're not scrambling and trying to put data in the right places so that you can report uh, back mm -hmm. out to the different department leaders. Yeah, it goes back to what you were saying around just being proactive yeah, versus exactly. reactive. And obviously, as you continue to grow and add more tools, it's going to be extra important. Do you have an idea for what the new process will look like for SaaS buying specifically? Yeah, for us, we're still keeping it very simple. Uh, we're not, we're not, we don't have, we don't want reps to jump through a million hoops in order to to get what the tool they need to do the job approved so we do have a set of kind of like the criteria for like if it's under a certain threshold you don't need an approval from your manager 
if it's over a certain threshold, your manager needs approval, and then the as the threshold get higher, um, you need approval from like higher up the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also just have a honestly, it's just a simple Google form for like, hey, have you have you uh, like what are, what are the terms of the contract? Um, you know, what department is it for? What's the use case? When is it starting? It's just a very simple form that they have the internal stakeholders have to fill out in order to get it approved. We do have a guideline there for also like, hey, before you go in and, and approach some of the contract, these are the th- certain things to keep in mind. So it's like a very simple, like how to step-by-step process, mm-hmm. um, but making sure to keep it simple um, and not make people jump through a lot of hoops <laughs> to get to get it approved. And I think that's where building that relationship and trust with internal business leaders is so important because finance, finance and operations shouldn't really be just seen as a team that is there to enforce rules and regulation internally. Uh, and if you're able to build that trust, build that relationship, and you're able to you know, share proactive insights with different leaders early on to build that relationship to help their team be successful, when you build that relationship, you're also using those opportunities to learn more about their pain point and what's important to the different teams so that when you are rolling out these type of these type of new policies and new process to help the company scale, you have that trust and relationship. And they know that, hey, they just set up the stage for better collaborations as a company grows and scales. So it's a consistent communications, building that trust and relationships helps to make sure whatever you put out, you don't get that eye rolled effect of, oh my gosh, another policy, Mm -hmm. making sure like they understand like this is because the company is growing and scaling and this is gonna help everyone uh, be more efficient in the long run. And then shifting gears a little bit. So you've probably talked about this with your team a million times. It's been talked about a million times, but I'm always curious how it changes and differs company to company. But what is, um, in terms of pre-COVID, going into COVID and the changes with the company, whether it was the office or how you're buying software, how has your perspective shifted on budget planning? And then also knowing you know, we're in another surge now, how has it shifted again? Or how has it changed your plans for the rest of the year into 2022? I'm super curious to hear how that's worked for you. Yeah, I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out what this fully remote hybrid and back to office look like. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like there is no one answer. There's no every every company is different. Um, but I think right now, even when we're going into planning for, for 2022, one of the things, for example, that you know we never thought of is like, okay, what does it mean for travel? We're, we've hired remote during, during COVID and we're, we're saying we're gonna be a remote first company, which I mean, we're, we're, it's working right now. We are hiring remote. So, so that, that, but what does it look like if we want to have an office gathering? If we wanna fly people out, um, what does that look like by team? Do we hold each department leader responsible for their own budget for travels? But it's like different line items that we haven't thought of before. Mm-hmm. Like how does it impact travel, travel expenses um, and things like that. Those are things that we're taking into consideration, right? Like we have, we have an office in downtown, in downtown um, Boston right now. Like do we, we, we want to keep that office as well and, and 
you know, what does that, what does that mean for the long term? Like, mm-hmm. do we, do we continue to renew the lease? Like, those are all things that, you know, we never had to do before when it comes to budget planning. Yeah. And it, it seems like because of that, you never know what tomorrow will bring. Like the longer term planning is much less relevant than it used to be. It's all like short term, like what will happen next month and like we're next quarter versus in the next year. And that's why proactive communication, going back to like proactive communication is so important to like setting their expectations, right? As you look through each month, like providing department leaders with a clear idea of like, hey, here where the budget um, target was and here's what the actual ended up being so that you give the responsibility and accountability uh, back to the department leaders and be able to you know, have that continuous conversation with them. That, that's, I think that, that's so important. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, a SaaS buying platform for ever-changing B2B SaaS sales. Curious how we can help your company save on SaaS? Get a free savings analysis today by visiting us at vendr.com slash save. See you next time.